thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad you joined us today. And it is such an honor to be able to bring the word to you. And I say this, one of the greatest joys of my life is to get to do this broadcast. It is, it is fun beyond fun for me. <laughs> you know, so much of the times when I preach in services, I'd like to take a little bit longer on some features or aspects of my sermon to state things. And so much of the time I find myself saying, well, we don't have time to go any further this way. But on here, I purpose to take the time. And it's, it, it, and it's satisfying to me to get to do that. So thank you for, for listening as I repeat things over and over. I repeat them because that helps drive them into our spirits. I don't repeat things because I don't have something else to say. I repeat things because faith comes by hearing and hearing. And I will say this, full faith never comes with one hearing. It won't. There's always more to come the more we hear. We'll never exhaust the revelation in the word. So for us to say, I've heard all that before, is a sure sign that uh, we need more. (laughs) Amen. We never want to get so, so familiar with the word that we start dismissing the hearing of it. It's a joy to hear it. And I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be able to take my time. You you know why I get to take time too? Not only uh, do we have time in the broadcast, but I'm sitting down. (laughs) And when you're sitting down, it's a lot. You're not mindful of your feet and you can just sit back and have a chit chat and it becomes very personal. So thank you for coming into my living room here. And we just have a time of, of, of feeding on the word together. Thank you for your hunger. I so, so appreciate it. You know, we get to hear from so many of you and so many of you are so precious in your communication with us. You're letting us know how much the word is blessing you. Uh, And that's what we're interested in, the message getting out, the message getting out. Um, So thank you. And we've been taking the last several episodes and teaching on something, how to speed up the manifestation of our answer. How to speed it up. Why? Because sometimes we've been real skillful at slowing it down, but we don't want to slow it down. We don't want to hinder the flow of God's power. God never withholds the flow of his power, but we can put something that blocks or hinders the flow of his power. It's not, and the thing is, is God isn't limited, but uh, the flow of what he has for us, we can limit. Amen. Amen. Um, So we've been talking about once we release our faith, power always starts flowing toward our need. We want to speed up the manifestation 
of how quickly our answer can manifest. Mm -hmm. We don't want to slow it down. So we've been looking at things that slow it down or speed it up. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, the last episode we were taught, we were, we ended with this in Colossians chapter three in verse 16, it reads, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, or that means to a great degree, a great measure of the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So know this, we can speed up the manifestation of our answer, speed up the manifestation of our healing by feeding on and having our attention fixed on the word. One way we can slow down our manifestation is by being occupied with our circumstances. Having our attention on circumstances. But people don't realize that our faith is attached to our attention. What our attention is on is going to affect what we believe. And it's going to either uh, really, uh, if I could say this, strengthen our faith or weaken it. So in other words, to speed up, fill up on the word, fill up on the word. But how, how do you know if you're full of the word when it's coming out? If we're not freely speaking the word, we're not full yet. Amen. 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 And, and uh, we, we, we want to speak the word from a place of fullness, not from a place of half-heartedness, yes. but from a place of fullness. Um, when the word is dwelling in us to a rich measure, then that shows that the, if I could say it this way, the shelves of our spirit are fully stocked. And it gives God more to work with. You know, the more, listen, the Holy Spirit works with one thing, the Word of God. You say, well, I thought He worked with me as long as the Word is in your mouth. (laughs) If the Word is in our mouth, we've given Him nothing to work with because all He works with is the Word. The more of the Word we speak, the more we're giving Him to work with. The less of the word that's in our heart and that we speak, the less we're giving him to work with. And I call it filling up with the word, stocking the shelves of your spirit. And the reason I say it that way is because it helps me like in the kitchen. Uh, Most of us have shelving somewhere in our kitchen that holds supplies, holds provision. Um, in the, in the shelves of my kitchen, there's not much. I'm just saying, there's not much. Why? Because I don't spend much time cooking. And uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, it's not that I won't cook. It's that I just prefer to eat well. That's right. <laughs> so if you were to go to my house right now, you would see... Uh, sparsely stocked shelves. Now we have some people on our staff that are good cooks and we have one that's especially trained to be a chef. So, I mean, he's really, really good. He will cook for me on occasion, but I don't make him go to my shelves (laughs) because a good cook can take the least amount of ingredients and they can still come up with something. A good cook can, right? It might not be a, you know, a a five course meal, Mm -hmm. 
But if you give a good chef a few ingredients, it's amazing what they can do. Well, I want you to know the Holy Ghost is more faithful than any good chef. You give him a little bit to work with, a little bit of the word that's stocked up in the shells of your heart. The Holy Spirit is faithful. He will take every bit that you give him and he can serve up something. But it won't be maybe what, it won't be what you could have had if, you're, if the shelves of your spirit were fully stocked with the word. The more I give that chef, the more ingredients I give that chef, the more quantity of supplies I give that chef. Boy, I can't just feed me. I can feed a whole army of people based on how fully my shelves are stocked. When we stock the shelves of our spirit with the word, it's not just our life that's fed. We're able to feed others. Amen. Amen. Out of the abundance of our heart. So it does matter the amount of the word that's in us. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the truth. It's the truth. Turn with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 4 and verse 24. And I'm going to read out the Amplified Classic translation. Mark chapter 4, verse 24. This is Jesus speaking, and he says this. Be careful what you are hearing. Notice this. What you're hearing is what your life is going to eat. Now, if you put food in the kitchen, in the refrigerator, in your pantry, and you tell a chef, I want you to cook this up. One of the things you have to do when you go to my house to cook, you have to look at the expiration dates. (laughs) Because things aren't accessed very frequently, so things can get out of date quicker than you realize because they're just not used that much. (laughs) If you go to eat something that's past the expiration date. And I'm talking, because we know this, food doesn't go bad the day the expiration date says. But if you're very far past it, I mean, I've had stuff in there, oh, that's like six years ago. Oh. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Um, You have stuff that old and you give it to the chef to cook it up, life won't get better for you. It won't get supplied. It matters what he's cooking up. What he's cooking up. Is it a living thing or is it now a dead thing (laughs) that would cause damage, you know? Jesus said, be careful what you're hearing because if you start eating something that is not in line with the word, it won't nourish you. It will cause damage to your spiritual system. You know, people are taught throughout the course of, you know, their Christian life, they'll hear things like, you know, healings passed away, miracles have passed away. We have to go back to the Word and see what God says rather than what someone we love taught. Uh, He's our standard. God is our standard. The Word is our standard. So Jesus said, be careful what you are hearing. So that lets us know the devil wants to use what we're hearing to try to upset our spiritual system. He will try to insert error. 
He will try to insert wrong thinking. Be careful what you are hearing. If I could say this, be careful what you choose to listen to. Be careful what you choose to listen to. One of the things I do, I know who God has hooked me up with to speak into my life, to be a voice into my life. And that's the place I feed. I don't just feed random locations because I'm careful what I hear. It only takes a moment for the wrong thing to go in and sometimes a long time to get the wrong thing out. Be careful what you're hearing. Then he goes on and he says, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth or the word that you hear will be the measure of virtue. And the word virtue is power. Will be the measure of power and knowledge that comes back to you. So notice this. What you put in is what is going to come back. So make sure what you're putting in is what you want back. But I want you to see his wording in the way the Amplified says it here. The measure of thought and study you give. The measure. So quantity matters when it comes to the word. How much of the word is in us matters. How much how much attention we give to the word, it matters. How much attention we give to it. The measure of thought and study you give, not notice God's not mentioned here. It's what you're going to do with the word. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth or the word you hear will be the measure of power and knowledge that comes back to you. So notice this, we're the ones that measure the flow of power. Yes. We're the ones that measure the degree of knowledge. Amen. How much we give to it, how much we give to hear the word is going to be in direct correlation to how much power flows to our need. Amen. Amen. How much knowledge comes in to us. Right. Amen. 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 Uh, we can increase the measure of power by increasing the word not just that we feed on, but that we meditate on. It's not just reading the word, but it's meditating on it and acting on it. Feeding on the word, you take it in, but you also feed on it. We don't just, feeding on the word is not the end of the goal. It's the doing of the word. The feeding just helps us to be better doers. But the end result is doing. Jesus said, that the doer is the blessed one. Right. Amen. 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 So it's doing the word. The, in, the, the measure of the word that comes in will determine our doing. Amen. 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 So the flow of the word in our life is affected by two things, the intake of the word and the outflow of the word, speaking the word. Sometimes in this Christian life of faith, we've learned that there are right things to say but we've learned there's also wrong things to say, right? Mm -hmm. We've learned that there are words that help us and words that harm us. Helps our faith, facilitates our faith, but others that injure our faith. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that it's not just uh, keeping from saying the wrong thing. We also have to on purpose say the right thing. Yes, yes. Sometimes people say, well, I watch my confession. I don't talk about being sick. Yeah, but do you talk about being healed? That's, good. Wow. That's right. Amen. That's good. That's good. 
I don't talk about I don't have enough money. Yeah, but are you talking about how you'll always have more than enough? You see, it's not failing to say the wrong thing, but it's also on purpose saying the right thing because it's not just the intake, it's the outflow of the word. Amen. Now know this, the word tells us faith comes by hearing. Remember this, faith comes by hearing, but it does not operate by hearing. It does not operate by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, but it operates by speaking and doing. It's released through the speaking and the doing. I was was quoting something my daughter-in-law preached on the other day. I liked it so much. She made this statement. She said, it takes no faith to hear the word. I can turn on, I can turn on a sermon on a device Mm -hmm. and listen to it. That didn't take any faith to turn that on and hear. She said, it takes faith to do what you hear. It takes faith to act on that word. So don't just think me here and me reading my Bible. Oh, I have so much faith. Well, it wasn't faith to open the Bible and read it. It's faith to do the Bible you read. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're learning, aren't we? Now go with me to Mark chapter 11, and we're going to start in verse 22. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. How can we talk about receiving manifestations and not go over to Mark 11? Mark 11, verse 22. This is Jesus speaking, of course. And in verse 22, Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Or as the Greek originally says, have the faith of God. Um, So what's he saying? Having faith matters. The faith that comes to us through the word is not human faith. It's divine faith. It's the faith of God himself. So Jesus said, have faith in God or have the faith of God. Verse 23 says... For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. You notice here verse 23 is talking about saying. Mm-hmm. Saying, 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 saying. Um, verse 23 in a nutshell tells us this. Talk to things, they'll obey you. Talk to things, they will obey you. If you want something out of your life, talk to it. You want something to come to your life, talk to it, call it. I love something that my husband would preach. He talked about how Adam lost some things. Jesus came and gave us back everything Adam lost. I love also what my husband would say, Jesus got our saying back. Jesus got our saying back. Amen. Amen. Saying the right words. Amen. So verse 23, Jesus is saying, things will obey you. Talk to them. The measure we talk to them is the measure they'll move. We need something to come to our life. We're speeding up the movement. Talk to it more. We need something to leave our life. Talk to it more. Amen. Doesn't that work with children? (laughs) You know, whenever um, you want to come here and clean your room 
and they don't move. They're just sitting in front of the TV, mm -hmm. sitting in front of their device and they're just watching it. You start talking more yes. and they start moving quicker, yes. right? Yes. Same thing with obstacles. That's right. You talk to it, it'll move. Yes. Amen. Verse 24, Jesus said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Notice what verse 24 is about. It's about how to get your desires met. Yes. How to get your desires met. What things soever you desire. Yes. This verse is talking about our desires. It's not even talking about our needs. Mm -hmm. He already told us what he does about our needs. Mm -hmm. In Philippians 4:19, my God shall supply all your needs. He's already told us yes. our future. Whenever we, we have a need that arises, tell it, oh, I already know the future, you. Yeah. Yes. You're already supplied. Yes. So I call that supply to come. Amen. Because it's already supplied. When your need shows up is not the time God goes to work to start making provision for that need. He's already supplied it. Meaning this, he's already prepared the supply. Yes. That supply Amen. is waiting for you to call it. Amen. He gave you your saying back. Yes. Jesus gave you your saying back. Right. Call it Amen. to you. Yes. It, it, it's, you know, when you know God's already created provision for your need, no unrest in that. No struggle in that. Right. You rest. Ah, he's, he, he, yes. he saw the need before I knew it. Amen. And not only did he see it, he, he created an answer for it, <laughs> provided an answer for it. Amen. So although an, a need may take you by surprise, it never takes him by surprise. He has already provided for it. Amen. So you already, you call it. But verse 24 isn't talking about need. It's talking about desire. Anything right. beyond a need, you just desire something yes. more. That's right. Amen. God, God authorizes you. He'll right. back it up. Amen. He'll back it up. Yes. He'll provide it. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, um, I desire healing. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Healing is also a need. Mm -hmm. right. It's a right. need. Right. Yeah. Amen. Jesus yeah. is already provided for yes. it. Right. Amen. Amen. But you have to add your desire yes. to what he has already provided. Right. What I talk about desire, we have to be interested Amen. We have yes. to be, we have to desire wholeness. Amen. Amen. Why? Because there's an enemy out there who desires we not have wholeness. That's right. So our desire has to be in the direction of what God has already provided for us. Meaning this, it won't come to us automatically. We have to receive what he's provided. We have to release our faith for it. So, um, faith is a currency. It's, um, once you spend faith, more faith doesn't magically appear. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You have to replenish it. That's right. You open up your wallet and you take a, a, a $100 bill out of your wallet. When you took that out, another one did not magically appear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Something had to be done to replenish it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with faith. Mm -hmm. it, we spend faith, we need to put it back in. That's right. Spend yeah. faith. Yeah. Yep. Feed on it, put it back in. Mm -hmm. Spend Amen. faith, put it back in. Faith is for the spending. It's not for the storing. I like what one minister said. He said, faith has a very short shelf life. It will become dead if it's not spent. That's what James said. Faith without works is dead, meaning you can't just sit it on a shelf. Uh, faith is a living thing. It needs to be moving. It needs to be moving. And somebody will say, well, Pastor Nancy, verse 23 tells me to say things, that things will obey me if I talk to them. 
I've been saying about healing. I've been saying about provision. Verse 24 tells me I can have my desire met. I've been believing that. I'm saying things in line with that, but it's not happening. If verse 23 and verse 24 don't seem to be working in your life as they should, go back to verse 22. Because verse 22 is in front of verse 23 and verse 24. It precedes it. Have the faith of God. What's that mean? Fill up with the faith. Fill up with faith. Well, I have faith. The measure matters. The measure you're hearing the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's a full measure. Sometimes we're saying something out of memory instead of out of a full measure. We're quoting the word out of a memory rather than out of a full measure of the word dwelling in us. So if you're saying, Pastor Nancy, I'm doing verse 23, I'm doing verse 24, right. but I'm not getting results. Speed up the manifestation by going to verse 22. Yes. Get full, get full of that word. Get that word strongly rooted in you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It needs to be strongly rooted in yes. us. Yes. Then we have to, we have to say this. Well, let's go over to Proverbs chapter four and verse 20. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 is an important passage for us. It reads, my son, attend to my words. What's this mean? Put your attention on my words. It doesn't do any good to feed on the word and then you go out and let your attention be on the circumstances. We feed on the word so that our attention will be on the word. You can't have your attention on the problem and receive the miracle. We have to get the problem out of our focus. We have to focus on what we want to receive of. And so many will sit around the dinner table and they'll talk about the problem. And then they'll talk about it again. And they'll talk about it again. And every time they come back to dinner and they sit and talk about the same problems over and over, you talk about the lack of money and it'll keep money from coming in. Because what you talk about is what's going to flow. So when he says, attend to my word, He's telling you what to talk about. Fill up with the word. Get your attention on the word so that you can be full of a word to talk about. Talk about the problem, you'll have more of it. Talk about the pain, you have more of it. Talk about how things are getting worse, you get more of the worst direction. Amen. We have to realize uh, we have some, we have, we have a part to play mm-hmm. in how quickly our answer manifests. Amen. Right. Amen. Well, we're learning together. Yes. You never need to feel bad about not knowing these things. The good thing is we're learning. Right. Amen. Yes. And uh, we're going to keep this direction on the upcoming episodes and we want you to join us. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Jesus gave us the key to his success. He stayed with the plan that God gave him to fulfill. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, God the Revealer of Secrets, you will learn how to know God's perfect will for your life and how to accomplish that divine plan. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.